Hard lessons learned. After a crazy vision of a sheep being let down from heaven full of unclean animals with a command from God to eat, the Apostle Peter is led to go to the house of a Roman centurion, to share the gospel. Normally, being a good Jewish boy, Peter would have flat out refused, but the sheet thing has him expanding his horizons a bit. He goes, the Holy Spirit falls on the whole house full of Romans and they all start speaking in tongues and praising God, leaving Peter to proclaim, Acts chapter 10. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation whoever fears Him and works righteousness is accepted by Him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all, Acts 10 34-36. Jesus is Lord of all. We have see over and over again throughout the Gospels and through much of Acts, example after example of Jesus wanting this message of the Father's love, and the Spirit's desire to heal and deliver, being for all persons regardless of nationality, gender or status. Jesus' last words before He ascended back to heaven were that the Apostles were to go and make disciples of all nations. We have seen the early church scattered and the message being brought to other nations and peoples by the persecuted church such as to the Samaritans and the Ethiopians. We have seen Paul being appointed by the Lord as a chosen vessel to carry the gospel to the Gentiles. Yet for all this, in the first years of the church there is still a deep-seated and unshakable bigotry on the part of the Jewish believers, particularly on the ones who should know better, the Apostles. They just can't get over this notion that has been taught them since childhood, not just them but countless generations of Israelites, that they are chosen by God, at the exclusion of all others, by virtue of their lineage as descendants of Abraham to whom the promise was first made, that they would be a chosen people through whom many nations would be blessed. And that they are not to mingle, to be intermarried, have fellowship with or eat with anyone who does not worship the Lord their God lest they become unclean. This notion originates in the Law and the Prophets. But it was meant to protect and preserve them from their own weaknesses, not from other people. And it was never meant to engender a hatred for anyone. The prophet Jonah learned that when he refused to go to the hated Ninevites with a message of warning and opportunity for the Assyrians, and ended up in the belly of the great fish thinking about how, apparently to God, all lives matter, even Assyrian. Photo by Elion Dip on Pexels.com Although Jonah finally went and preached to the Assyrians in their capital city of Nineveh, in the end, the Assyrians would become a larger influence on Israel than Israel ever was on Assyria, because Assyria was more than happy to share their gods with Israel. And, as a result, God would use Assyria to mete out His judgment on Israel for their adulteries. He would later do the same to Judah with Babylon. But, instead of learning the importance of being a light to the Gentiles, they doubled down on separating themselves once they were allowed to return from exile. They were the chosen people and no one else in the world had any right to oppress them or had a share in their inheritance. Isolationists. So now, in Peter's day, this notion of superiority and separation has been taken to the extreme by the post-exilic Jews who are determined to not get led astray again by foreign gods and carried off once again by foreigners as punishment for their unfaithfulness. Sounds like a good policy, but they have taken it to the extreme at the urging of their rabbis, priests and Pharisees who see total isolation from all things non-Jewish as the equivalent of holiness. When in reality this isolationist theology is preventing them from being the light to the world God had always intended for them to be and it was preventing them from thinking they had any personal responsibility in it all. They were children of Abraham, what else do you need to know? Even Jesus had pointed out the problem with this notion on more than one occasion. Yes they were chosen and set apart, but not because they were somehow a superior race that would just skate into God's graces by virtue of their heritage. It was God keeping a promise to Abraham, and being determined to bless the world as a result. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed 
because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Gen 26-3-5. God had chosen Israel as a people set apart as keepers of His covenant and His word. Not so that no one else would have access to it, but so that it would be preserved and passed down for all to know. And we will forever owe a debt of gratitude to the chosen people, the descendants of Abraham, for preserving that word for us and, for ultimately fulfilling the promises given through them that all would be blessed and that we would see a great light to lead us from the darkness, in that our Saviour, the Messiah, came to us from the lineage of David, a descendant of Abraham. And that even that message, the Gospel of Jesus Christ, was shared, written and preserved for all the world by the Jewish, very Jewish, Apostles of Jesus of Nazareth. Continue to pray that more and more of the Jewish people will come to the Messiah for salvation and for the peace of Israel. And let the God of Abraham, fill you, let him open your eyes, let him set you free, free at last. Through his Son and by his Spirit. Amen.